let's skip the weekend remix this week and just and just focus it on uh, a little Mike Love. Just that guy? Yeah. I mean, that's really what's going to smooth this I out. I mean, that's me. literally all it was this week. So More technically, like it kind of is a weekend remix. That's what we got to do. But we're not calling it the weekend remix. No. We're calling it the Mike Love full interview. Mike Love full interview. Coming right your way. That's what we got to do. Shit. Right Sounds like a plan. now. Enjoy. I can't wait. Mr. Mike Love with us today. Oh, this is amazing. This is a dream come true for us, guys. It, it really is. is. And, and here's why, Mike. Uh, you guys are so sweet. Well, Mike, here's the reason why. We, who, who threw it out on the text thread Thursday? So there's uh, seven of us in this group, and we could not agree on anything in music. A hundred percent. I stand out like a sore thumb in this group. Yeah, with your Polish uh, disco. Right. Garage. I got all kinds of weird stuff. And then I was actually in St. Louis just nice. on a motorcycle trip with some guys and they kind of left and I was kind of hanging out by myself and I saw these guys talking about your music and I was working out. I was like, I'll throw it on. And I got to tell you, it instantly resonated with me. The sound was great. The message was great. I loved everything about it. The way you're working the soundboard is absolutely amazing. And I spent the rest of the day just listening to songs over and over again and uh, just kind of feeling that feeling the love, so to speak, you know, absolutely loved it. Oh, cool, man. So he throws awesome. it out on the text thread and look out. <laughs> Everybody's playing Michael It's like Love. wildfire. Everyone. Holy Everyone cow. Yeah. Yeah. We're playing at pool parties. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. Kids, kids are playing in ours. Oh, kids yeah. are playing. Yeah. They're kids love it. it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of kids, oh, we man. went to their concert the other day. Don made me hijack the... The, their yeah. band concert. I had to go on the PA. Yeah. I put Mike Love on. All yeah. the parents were clapping because they thought they were listening to kids, but yeah. it was Mike Love. Yeah. 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 <laughs> six, six great, six great birthday party. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> That's. I mean, what what better introduction than that? I, I love hearing that. You know, I I feel like um, it is. It's music for everybody. So uh, I try not to like uh, focus on a certain demographic or or like uh, or even even a specific genre. I just try and make music that's universal. So it's it's good to hear that it you know that it works. And I do hear that a lot, like you know from people like, hey, you know my my mom really likes your music, or my, or like my grandma likes your music, or you know it's like or our kids, you know. And and it's like I love that I love that it has no specific you know, age, age limit to it. You know, so much music right. is, That's right. so much yep. music is like focused on, you know, either teenagers or, or, you know, college students or, you know, it's like a certain demographic. And I just never wanted to do that. You know, I never wanted to limit myself to any, any particular audience. Yeah. You definitely accomplished that. Well, you're putting that. a smile yeah, on uh, my 76 year old mother and my 12 year old daughter. So. Nice. 
and and my face too. So, so I absolutely. really appreciate and, it. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to go, I'm going to go and say something right now. Your live album that you did at, uh, uh, in Hawaii. Yeah, it was Hawaiian Brian's. Mm-hmm. That live album that you did, honestly, I'm going to say this right now. The best live album I have ever heard well, in my life. The, I absolutely love it. No, the yeah, production yeah. value. Uh, your recording engineer, mm. like kudos to him. That thing sounds incredible. He needs a raise. Give him a yeah. raise. That guy is fantastic. <laughs> I did really, um, you know, I got the guy who did the the actual engineering recording is, you know, one of the best engineers I know in Hawaii. And, and it was mixed by Jim Fox, who's like a legendary, a really legendary engineer who's, who's worked with so many people, you know, since the, since the seventies. So I did really like, you know, when you say, give, give that guy a raise. It's like, I did actually spend a ton of money on production on making it sound the best it could sound. Cause I wanted to, you know, I mean, we rehearsed, we rehearsed our asses off for it to make it happen. So when you're full band, you're with uh, the full circle, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Is that, is that their full-time gig is playing with you or do they have their own side thing going too? Well, you know, well, I, well, all of them definitely do a lot of other stuff on the side. And I think, um, you know, every, everything's kind of changed in the last couple of years. I mean, we were going full tilt and kind of touring all the time before all of this COVID stuff happened. And then I think everybody, including myself, had to kind of shift gears and figure other stuff out. And, you know, even now that touring is starting to pick up again, at least this year, everything's kind of being booked really like last minute and just thrown together. And, you know, I, financially i i took a huge hit like over the last couple of years so a lot of a lot of the touring that i'm doing now is is not with the band is is solo touring yeah, to just kind of like you know and and a lot of those guys have been doing a lot of other stuff and you know producing and and doing more studio stuff but yeah it's it's tough man i mean it, i think i think more than anything it's been toughest on like the the touring musicians guys that are not like because me i still have a i still have you know some income coming in from you know streaming and and youtube and things like that but it's like a lot of my you know band members have you know gone on unemployment and and all kinds of stuff you know we were lucky enough to see you with your band though right you came to chicago in the chicago suburbs with your band last time right in the summer this year yeah yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was, you know, and that was really nice. That was the first tour that I've done with my band in, in like a year and a half, you know, yeah, so, it so show. it was great. Yeah, keyboard great. Yeah, player. Was, I'm real happy that guy was. Yeah, he was having a he blast. He smiled the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, his brother. Oh, yeah, man. So do they, so does the, does Full Circle, do they live in Hawaii still and you're out? Oh, so how does that, how does that whole thing work? Yeah, most of them do, uh, but some of them, you know, my my bass player John, he moved to Boston a couple of years ago, and you know, um, I have a couple different drummers that I that I use, you know, depending on who's available, and one of them lives in Hawaii, and one of them lives in California, but most of the guys still live in Hawaii. So, I mean, every anytime we do anything, you know, they just fly out, and I fly out, and we all fly out from wherever we're at, and and meet wherever we're going and, and go from there. Do they bring you malasadas when they come from Hawaii? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. I don't know what that means, but I love yeah, it. I don't know what that I means, know. but I absolutely Mike love it. Mike knows what it means. Mike and Nick know. That's all that matters. Me and Chapman don't need to know that. As long as he knows how to speak Mike love, that's all that matters. I don't care. I think we got to give the audience a, a taste of the full band. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then yeah. we're going to get into some other yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. All, All right, right. Here we go. Give them a taste. Doesn't take a lot to get me high. These, these, seems my troubles just pass me by. It's like I'm walking up in the cloud. Always thinking out loud like I'm speaking and the song is coming out. So I've been right down just to tie my shoes. Don't know the pavement. It's so hard to keep from getting the blues. But I keep on turning on singing a triumphant song. You know this guy because this is a fantastic yeah. song. Have you, yeah, have you heard this music yeah. before? It is phenomenal. I gotta tell you. Yeah, you gotta check this album out, Mike. Yeah. It's no Pol. I mean, it's no Polish disco, but. Long time listener. <laughs> I tell you what, man. I've I've played a I've played a number of gigs in in Poland. The first gig I ever played um, in Europe was right when I landed at the. Um, at the Woodstock Festival in Poland, uh-huh. and um, and it's and it's like a massive festival. It's like half a million people, just like wow. the hugest stages you could imagine. And it was pretty interesting, man, because like you know, festivals in Europe are like um, they're they're so so much more eclectic than than American festivals. And there was like this really trippy, like electronic metal band that played before us uh-huh. and then we and then we played and it was really great you know and the polish people they're, they're just they're awesome it was, yeah. a, it was they're an pretty awesome passionate. audience they're pretty passionate about their yeah. music over there whatever it is they they do get behind it yeah and then right after us there was this band and it was like it was clearly a band that like they were hugely popular in poland because everybody in the audience knew the words but they were like they were almost like a ska like disco kind of ska band mm-hmm. or something. Like and it that. was like, it was pretty, it was like nothing I've ever heard, but they were a really great band, a Polish oh band, God, see? you know, and Hold on a second. Was that Maria? Was wild, who was man. that? Was that Maria and Steve? Who, who do you, know, you are giving me a shit ton of street. <laughs> not Mariah. Right <laughs> Everybody's looking at me. The whole, everybody. Like, they're not looking at you. They're looking at mostly because you're not on the video. You're about to look at everybody going, oh my God. Was it Mirage Yoko? That's not Mariah. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're waiting for you to name the band. Yeah, yeah. Come on. You got oh, to Nailed this. Yeah. <laughs> where, where are you living now? Are you in Washington State proper? Is that true? Yeah, I'm living in Washington State in the, on the east side um, in a in a town that nobody's ever heard of nice. called Chihuahua. It's a it's a it's a bit out of Sounds Spokane. Hawaiian. Oh wait, are you talking about Chihuahua? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I just, yeah. It's from yeah, you, you, you know it. <laughs> have you uh, have you met uh, Maria? Over there, she is fantastic. She's got a nice little fruit stand. Oh, fruit stand. Yeah, yeah, she's a fruit stand. Lady. She's fantastic. 
So, Mike, uh, last night I was kind of digging through all your YouTube clips and trying to trying to find some uh, features. This one I came across, and I think this really sets the stage of how talented of a musician you are. And for the audience, this is just Mike playing guitar and singing, nothing else. It sounds like a whole band. By himself, yeah. This is insane. I got to play this. I actually named it. This is insane. That's why I named it the thing. Here we go. <laughs> sing that at the same time <laughs> you know bananas. it's funny because it's funny because like i'm assuming you guys can hear the audio of of what's playing but i can't i can't hear anything right now all i can hear is you guys like breathing into their mic it's like one of those callers Oh my gosh! Like, Why don't you tell him what you're playing? I, I'm sorry about that. Well, this is a. Uh, Here's what it sounded like. That actually, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, and real quick, just to kind of uh, dovetail a little bit on this. I love using that word. Is how do you come up with your lyrics? I'm not sure if dovetail was the right love, word, but dovetail. I love, I love, that. I love, yeah, you could just I love using really, dovetail. I'm a big dovetail. Yeah. Fan. I think Mike's going to start yeah. using dovetail. I I definitely use a, a dovetailing technique when I'm writing lyrics. Lyrically, I I feel like there's a definitely a, a very divine element to to I, I feel like anything good that's ever come out of me or come through me has a has a very divine element attached to it and i and i sometimes will look back on a lyric and and just th and think to myself as well like wow that's like really really good and really insightful and and maybe like a clever way of saying it or, or like think to myself like how did i arrive at that and and there's something i kind of discovered a long time ago and and the, you know there's a lot of different names for it i i feel like um you know higher self is a really yeah. is a really good name for it because there's like you know you have your you you kind of have yourself and you're you're going around you know all day and and doing your things and you know getting tasks done or whatever living your life enjoying yourself but you can also go to a deeper place a meditative place where you you connect with a deeper part of yourself or maybe a more um a more intense or a more spiritually connected or or a or a more highly intelligent or focused part of yourself and and uh and i think it's like really connecting to god or the universe or jaw or whatever you want to mm -hmm. call it and and um that's really when i where i go when i'm when i'm writing music and and it's a it is it is like a process of me feeling like i'm just 
kind of reaching out and, and plucking things that already exist out there in the universe, the cosmos or wherever, and, and kind of pulling them in. But it's through my own filter and my own experience too. So it's like, I'm not going to write about something that I don't know about, or I've never experienced, or I don't care about. So I feel like it's, it is a part of myself, but also a part of God because it's really just just kind of filtering that through through me yeah. and when i yeah and when i and when i get in touch with that kind of stuff that that's what i figured out like early on is or, or i guess not early on but when you know when i was younger when i was in my early 20s i started kind of connecting to that and and i realized that's what immediately people started resonating with like i'd never I'd been writing music since I was 15 or something like that, but, but, um, you know, not until that time in my early twenties where I started to get that kind of different inspiration that felt like it, you know, I didn't have to force anything. It just kind of flowed through me rather than me trying to like dig down inside of myself and come up with something that just came from me rather than through me. And people just started resonating with that and connecting with it. And I think it is because it's a more universal energy. Do you, do you meditate then too? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Uh, you know, I feel like even music mm, playing yeah. music for me is a, is a major form of meditation. And, and I do like when I'm performing, I'm all, uh, you know, if I'm in the right zone, if I, if nothing's getting in my way, I'm in that place where I'm connected to my higher self. And even when I'm speaking at a show, you know, on stage performing, kind of channeling the energy of of Jock, channeling the energy of the the people, and you know, even just speaking, it's like things come out of my mouth that you know yeah. I don't feel like I I I'm really saying them. I'm just like you know, sitting there kind of learning myself as well. You know, yeah, I need to learn. Great. I need to learn how to meditate better because every time I meditate, <laughs> I fall asleep. <laughs> I'm the worst meditator. That's a good so if start, I was, at, I'll tell you, if I was on stage no, meditating, it'd be sleepy dumb. You're a great meditator. That's a good start to, to the whole <laughs> well, thing. Well, they say, if you don't feel guilty, if you fall asleep, just no. keep doing it. Yeah. Oh, is, that what they, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, that's what they say. Really? Yeah. Right. I tell you, I, I love your writing. I mean, from the mechanics of it, where the poetry of it, where you actually mix up pronouns and stuff where it just sounds different to the message itself where you kind of balance the 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 positivity with the social change aspect which yes. really yeah. they they can they do kind of oppose each other in some ways but you have a seamless mm. transition with it which i absolutely love where it's it's all positive no matter what the message is directly you know spiritual awakening yeah oh my god can yeah i think music is like a music's a great a great tool to be able to say something that's that's hard to digest or, or you know, can can would would feel harsh if you were saying it, but you know, singing it, putting it into a beautiful song, right. it becomes easy easier for people to 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 digest and then and then take a look at. You know, yeah. it's like you can kind of call call things to people's attention without being like, hey, you know, you're you're fucking this up. You know, yeah. it's like. Right. <laughs> yeah. We could yeah. be like, hey, you know, and 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 it's like people do come to that. I, I mean, I've experienced that plenty of times with music myself, where I hear a message and it's not something that I probably would have wanted to hear if if like somebody was just lecturing me on right. it. But you know, since Bob Marley was singing it, it's like 
then I go, oh yeah, you know, he's right. And then I got to like make a change, you know? That's actually interesting because that's like an epiphany for me right now because I didn't realize that, that it was the music that made the difference, but you're absolutely you're right. right. Yeah. It's not, it it's doesn't feel, yeah, it doesn't feel like somebody talking no, at it's me. because you're not me getting what this hit word. over the head with a sledgehammer. With it. 100%. It's, it's mellow, yeah, that's it's authentic, it resonates, right? And then it, it gets you into that, you know, that consciousness that you were talking about where you're, you actually listen to the lyrics and then you'll, you'll, you will hit, you'll hit us with, you know, something that's political or something that's, you know, um, you know, society driven and, and you're, and it makes us think. So that, I think that's, that's the true gift of your music. When, when I listen to it, at least, um, that you put those little nuggets in it. That, and a lot that of music you think, is like, huh? Like, oh yeah, you're right. A lot of music is recognition where you just hear it in the radio and it plays right, over right. and over and you're like, no, oh, I like that song, but your stuff kind of hits right away, right sure. away. Like first time you listen to it. And that's not often that that happens, you know, which I really appreciate. And I apologize, Mike. But I'm, let me take this one. I here's what I'm doing to get your name out there. Here we go. <laughs> this is what I'm doing. <laughs> so around the neighborhood, yeah, flyers. Are you doing flyers? No, <laughs> that's I a, am. That's I am, a big flyer. I'm a big, I'm a big Don't fan. Don't under the trees. Big fan of flyers. But here's what I'm doing. Mike. <laughs> I'm opening a lovin'aid stand. And I've already started. So everybody's going around. I'm handing out mixtapes of Mike Love and people love it. The whole neighborhood. Like the the Mike Love. Lovin'aid stand. The yeah. lovin'aid stand. Five cents or is it a dollar? It's, it's free. Yeah. It's I the lovin'aid it. stand. Perfect. I love it. Yeah. You know, I want to talk about, uh, you know, we were on lockdown. And like you said, you were, you were slowing down a little bit. Um, mm. Mike Love Mondays. Hey, I mean, hey, man, we great. were in a deep winter. We were in lockdown, and every Monday, I knew I was getting a therapy session yeah, with you. Love and Mike I absolutely Love Absolutely loved it, and that's where I really got to dive into your music. Was that a concept you came up with, or you just wanted to get out there and play because you were kind of going a little crazy at home? How did you come up with the idea? Because it was it was brilliant. Well, yeah, but you know, I mean, the thing about about the whole lockdown thing was I had never done ever done a live stream. I had never gone, you know, live on my Instagram or every, anything ever done that before. And, um, you know, and so doing it was kind of like this foreign thing to me, but you know, I, I always, I always did this gig. Like it was kind of how I started doing s solo music. So if you go way back to like, you know, even, pre like around 2010 or maybe even earlier than that, probably. Um, my, my wife said, Hey, you know, we we're we're, you know, we're, we're broke and you're playing with your band all the time. Like, why don't you try doing a, a solo gig? So I started doing, um, I got this gig on Monday nights and, and I started doing it and it was my first time ever playing solo. And so I developed like the whole looping thing and everything, I developed at this gig because I, I never practiced it. I just went to this gig and I had this gig every, every Monday night and it was four hours. I wow. couldn't like, uh, you know, like I, I didn't have any audience at first. It was, it was at this place that just had, you know, music seven nights a week. They didn't care if anybody was there. They knew it was Monday night. They paid me anyways. So I started doing this gig and I would play for four hours. So I got a loop pedal because I wanted to just like, you know, it was like four hours. I wanted to be able to play a guitar solo sometime, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. And so I started doing the looping and I just did it at the gigs and, and slowly like it, it, it picked up. And, and then eventually after like a few years, it was like 
their best night, you know, of the week. It was better That's than awesome. their Friday and Saturday nights at the bar. And like, I just had all these regular people that would come and, they, and like for them, it was like, they would always say, you know, this is like our Mike love Mondays. It's our therapy. And it, th- like, sure. just like you said, so, so even when I started touring and stuff, I'd come back home and I always kept this Monday night gig solo because I, I felt like it was, it was kind of where I built it all. And it just kept me like grounded doing this gig. And so when we like, even up till the time, you know, when we went on lockdown, I would come home from tour and I would play these, you know, Monday night gigs. If I wasn't doing anything else, I at least was always doing those Monday night gigs when I came home from tour. Yeah. And so, and so when we went on on lockdown, it was like for the first time in 15 years or something, I wasn't playing any gigs. And, and that was like, you know, I could still make music and stuff, but like it, it felt kind of crazy to, to not do that. And, and in a way, it was like the gift that I never would have given myself. Ah. You know, and a lot of really great things came from it for mm-hmm. me, but but I wanted to kind of like, and I, and, and once I did a couple of those live streams, I thought, well, you know, I, I would like do a couple and I'd be like, yeah, you know, people are just like, they're so, it's, they need it so bad right we now did, yeah. because did, everybody's yeah. stuck yeah. at home yeah. Yeah. and I needed it too. And then I would do it, but then I would go for like a few weeks and I'd be like, man, you know, doing all this other stuff and, you know, doing projects around the house or whatever, well, get caught up doing other stuff. I think you moved in the middle stuff. of it too, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I love when you show your dedication. You said, well, sorry, I missed the, I missed the meet and greet or the chat afterwards. Cause I had to go to Chuck E. Cheese. It was my son's birthday. <laughs> like, like, but you still did it. You're like, I, I at least play some music, but I got to go. It's, it's his birthday. <laughs> I kind of stopped doing it because, you know, I, I, it felt like it was, everything was picking back up. We were having live shows again. People were coming out of it. And, um, and now I'm realizing, like, I need to get, I kind of need to get back into doing it again because it, it was a really special thing. And I think there are a lot of people that still really need it. And yeah, we were here. And so, I, yeah. you know, and who knows, and who knows when I'm going to be able to tour internationally again. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I, the one, the thing I discovered is like, I'll, I'll never, there's people all, you know, tuning in from all over the, all over the place, from, from Europe, from Africa, from, from Asia, from, you know, all over the U S every, everywhere, you know, and there's, there's no way I'll ever get to all these places, you know, even if I toured every day of the year for the rest of my life and, and I'd still, and even if I did, there's still people that are not going to be able to like come out of the, the show, even if I came to their town, you know? Yeah, yeah, so here's so here's, here's what I yeah. figured out. I got it for you. Here's what we're gonna do. The idea guy. Flyers. Oh, Don't you worry, I got it. Are we back I got to it. Flyers? No, not flyers. It's oh. even better. Oh my god. So you know how some actors they have stunt doubles? Mike, don't you worry about it. We're not going to do Mike Love Mondays. We'll do Fiddly Don Fridays. And I'm going to put in, I, I literally just got one of those foot pedals and I can do it too. So I will fill in for you when you can't do it. What do you think? What are you going to do? Sounds good. I'm going to do no, I'm going to agree to that. Don't worry. We're, we're going to have a vote once you get off and we'll vote this I mean, out. You don't have to worry you about know, this. He's got the enthusiasm. I'm ready to see what's going to come out yeah. of it. Yeah. Fiddly Don Fridays. 
what he was asking is uh, now that you have this, uh, the, the footboard and the foot pedal, are you breaking up with the band? <laughs> That's really what he was asking. <laughs> is the foot pedal well, Oko, Yoko Ono? Pedal board is something else. Yeah. It's really, uh, has it grown over the years? Yeah, well, absolutely, man. You know, I, I, obviously it's no secret that I, that I love guitar effects yeah. and, and, but you know, I mean, with the really like I, 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 I used the, the probably the, I think the first effect I ever got was a delay pedal, you know, when I was in high school mm. and I loved Pink Floyd right, and like, right. you know, and, and, and that was like a real, that's always been my favorite effect. And I kind of, you know, through playing, you know, in bands and stuff, like I, you know, I always had like a wah pedal and a delay pedal and a, like a distortion pedal. And I never had a big pedal board. But when I started doing the looping thing was really when that thing just exploded. Because when I started playing those those gigs, like I said, it was just I didn't use a single pedal. And then I started using that loop pedal so I could... Um, just like loop guitar parts and play a solo. And then I got a loop pedal that I could plug my mic into. And then I realized that I could like, you know, I'm, I'm not a really a great beatboxer, but I could do beatbox enough to like, just, you know, lay down a, lay down a beat and, and then, and then play a guitar part. And then from there, you know, I got like a, an octave pedal. And then once I could lay down like a rhythm part and a drum groove and a bass line it's like you know that's rhythm section and then beyond that once i lay that down everything else is just like texture and color on top of that so that's when i started getting all kinds of different pedals that could you know do all kinds of different what's the most ambient kind of sound what's the most amount of layers you ever laid down loops or whatever you want to call it yeah i don't know i don't know man i never really measured it but uh, you know there's there's you know, ones like Permanent Holiday where where I'm, you know, looping seven or eight vocal parts on top right. of a, yep. you know, a drum yep. groove and a couple guitar parts and a bass line and stuff. So, I mean, maybe, you know, probably I wouldn't guess more than like, you know, 12 or 15 or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Awesome. I, you know. hey, to keep track. I say that's we awesome. go for 20. Let's try something new. I'm sure it's happened at some point. Yeah. 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 Before we move on from the pedal board, or what'd you call it? The pedal thing? What'd you call it? I didn't call it the pedal board. Did I call it a foot board? It is a foot board. I went over down to uh, a guitar center. So we had a little internal debate before we started recording. And we were wondering, we both have our hypothesis between Nick and I. Do you play without shoes for connection to the environment? Or because you need all your toes for that pedal or for the footboard. Footboard. I mean, it's really both, you know, it's, it's, I feel, I feel connected to like, I've always liked to play barefoot, but I also do a lot of things with my pedal board that there's no way I could do with, with shoes on. So it's for sure for necessity, but you know, I also like to feel grounded when I'm, when I'm playing and, and just, you know, so essentially, I love being barefoot. We're both right, and that is the most Mike Love thing ever. Yeah, <laughs> Everybody's right. right. Very millennial. Everybody gets an award. Just a quick, quick, quick update here on Fiddly Don Fridays. I play with socks. 
ankle socks. Yeah, I'm a big sock. Sandals. I'm a tube socks. No, not sandals. Tube socks. Don't put big, socks yeah. and sandals. Big sock guy. Yeah, yeah. big sandals. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Might he, I suggest toe socks? Yeah. You know, oh, so yeah. yes. yoga socks. Yeah. You know? yeah. He wants to feel yeah. connected, connected but worlds, safe. Again. Yeah. Connected but safe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My question is, uh, or not a question, but a comment or analyzation of what you're actually doing is, you use your whole body when you produce your music. It's your mind, your soul, your fingers, your feet. Everything in you goes into every song. And I think that's where I connect the most with you is what you're giving, I'm getting. And I just wanted to thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah. One, I mean, one, you know, I, one thing that um, one of my favorite like music philosophers, especially is, is Victor Wooten. I don't know if you guys oh, are yeah. 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 familiar bass, with him. Bass but, player. Yeah. 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 So, so, you know, the, he said this one thing. Yeah, nice, awesome. Sorry, yeah, I'm I'm reading his I'm reading his his uh his second book right now. I don't know if you've ever read his his book, The Music Lesson, but it's like one of the greatest greatest books I've ever read. Period. But definitely an, an amazing amazing book on on music and a, and a amazing way of looking at music. But one of the things that he said that really stuck with me is like when you're playing music, you know, you really like it, it is your full body. So like whenever you move any part of your body, it should be connected to the, to the music. So you should be doing it, you know, in, in, you know, even if you're not using it with the music, you know, you should be moving it in time with the music because it should really be come from your whole body. And that really, really stuck with me because, you know, you, a lot of times you're, you know, you're, you're playing your guitar or something and you might just like, uh, you know, move yeah. your leg or, or, shift your body around or something and you're not necessarily doing it all right mike dude this has been amazing uh we can't thank you enough we're we're gonna be plugging all over the place we don't even need to have him plug himself we're gonna yeah. do all the plugging we're right? started today yeah. i'm a big plugger, big plugger we're gonna so. plug him we, yeah. we're gonna tell everybody where to go <laughs> that's yeah. a great plugger. huge fan of plugging but i gotta tell yep. you i want to just you know wherever i am at you know just dovetail me in there you are a pro but i uh i picked out i picked out a segment from the Sugar Shack. You remember that one? Ooh. That was a great one. I love that Sugar Shack sessions. Florida. All right. Yeah. First of all, it features your scat singing. He's a good scatter. Yeah. <laughs> Second of all, how the hell do you not faint during this? Uh, you've got breath control, and then it's just <laughs> it's a it's a great way to to end this whole awesome call here. So here all we right. go. Let's hear it. Nice. Thanks, man. Love, Ohana.
And go wherever the trade winds blow And we'll take this love with us when we go There you oh, go oh, so right. good. One I don't know if so you were good. you able to hear it that time? Yeah, could you hear that? Yeah, I heard it It's like hearing it for the first time, I'm telling you Every I time. absolutely <laughs> love it Every time. Hey Mike, can you give uh, us you one awesome. family? <laughs> Love you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. We're going to take this love with us when we go, my friend. Yeah, yep. Beautiful. Thank you, Thank guys. You, Mike. See you on the road. Awesome, man. Have a good one. Sounds good. Nice, Aloha. Mike. Thank you. Aloha. Later. Aloha. Aloha.